Welcome to Crossing the Line, a podcast brought to you by Eagle Center for Leadership's Dr. Larry Little. In this episode, we're hearing more from Larry as we learn some of the most effective ways to cross the line. Remember, crossing the line is that moment when a leader goes from leading with their head to leading with their heart, and from leading with their heart to leading with their head. If you're new, we invite you to subscribe and get notifications when new episodes are dropped. You can find Crossing the Line on iTunes, Spotify, or on our website in the show notes. You can also watch this episode and other Crossing the Line episodes on YouTube by searching for the channel Eagle Center for Leadership. Now, let's join Larry as he discusses grit. What is grit? Let's find out now. So we've been asking you to choose to invest in your leadership, to, to learn to, to cross the line, um, to, to learn to lead above the line and below. But why? Why have we been asking you to do that? And, and the answer is very simple. Because you have the ability to influence those around you uh, as a leader. And those within your circle of influence are incredibly important. So we've asked you to sharpen those skills. And I want to share with you something that I think is essential as we sharpen those skills to become influencers of people that will lead us to consistently cross the line. It's the attributes of influencers. And uh, I think it's, it may be one of the most important things that, that we talk about. You see, leaders who truly influence others are leaders of grit. Now, I didn't say grits, right? I, I'm a Southern boy. I get that, but I don't like grits. But I'm not talking about those those white things that, you know, are pretty tasteless unless you put sugar or something on them. I'm not talking about grits. I'm talking about grit. And grit is an acronym. And so I want you to think about this acronym with me j- just for the next uh, few moments. The G in grit stands for, now it's complicated, I, you know, it's going to be really difficult. I, I like to use, you know, uh, really complicated words, when, you know, when I, when I think about leadership. So the G stands for get over yourself. <laughs> it's really not complicated. It's really about choosing not to be about yourself. It, it's about choosing to, to get to where other people are. You see, I think one of the things that we struggle with in leadership today is that we are saturated with arrogance. We are saturated with leadership that says you got to be big, you got to win, you got to you got to go after it, you got to put put everybody else aside and you go get what you deserve. You deserve this. And there seems to be a correlation between a rise in leadership and arrogance. In organizations, we see that many times as as leaders go up that corporate ladder, and they get to that executive side, the arrogance rises, and they can't hear anyone else. Um, they they become narcissistic even at times. So I want us to be aware, if we're going to be a, an influence, think about how we're influencing. I, I was working with the CEO one time of a, of a large organization who was incredibly arrogant. And, in fact, his words to me you know, were, you know, I don't worry about how big the shoes were that were before me. I've got pretty big shoes that, that, that to fill myself, and my feet are pretty big. And what he was telling me was that uh, he, he didn't really need uh, any help. Uh, he was quite capable of filling the role of this um, of this uh, CEO without without anybody. 
And he demonstrated that. I saw him berate his team, his leadership team. I saw that team um, spiral into um, apathy, into frustration, into discouragement because of his leadership. I saw the organization degenerate um, and almost become irrelevant. But he obviously is not there any longer. But it took years for that company to recover. And perhaps they still are recovering from an arrogant leader. Um, I think it's important that that we think about getting over ourselves. What does that mean? It means that we choose to be humble. Um, humility is not something that some people have and some people don't have. It's easier for them. No, 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 no. Humility is a choice. How we respond to others, how we listen, how we affirm, how we treat, those are all choices. So getting over yourself means learning to to be humble or choosing to be humble and and learning to say um, I'm sorry learning to say I apologize I blew that so I want you to think about this for a minute take a minute when is the last time you used those words I'm sorry I apologize I blew that that one's on me when is the last time you got over yourself and you, you chose humility over having to have all the answers? You chose humility over having to be the smartest person in the room. You chose humility over being uh, angry or frustrated. You chose to be humble in your leadership. You chose to serve. You know, I recently was told, someone said, you know, I heard that servant leadership is now irrelevant and and she said this leader this ceo said and i was appalled and i totally agree with her if servant leadership is irrelevant then leadership itself is no longer needed it's irrelevant because true effective leadership means that we get over ourselves in order to serve others that takes us to the next letter in our acronym grit and that is r And R stands for run to the hard thing. Run to the hard thing. Now, you have had hard things. We all have had hard things in our life. That's not the point. What I'm I'm asking you to do is think about how you address those hard things. How do you walk through the storm? You know, there's a story uh, uh, about cows, cows and buffaloes, and you've probably heard it. But out in, out in Colorado, most storms kind of originate in the west and they move east. And the story goes that cows, when they see a, a storm coming and it's headed east, they begin to run east. And obviously they're not very fast. They're, they're cows. But they're running and they actually run with the storm. And therefore, they stay in the storm longer uh, than they would have or longer than they could have. Uh, if they had either stood still or if they had done what buffalo do. The story goes that buffalo, when they see a storm brewing in the west, they run toward the storm. They run toward the storm, hit the storm head on, and run through it, actually staying in the storm uh, a less amount of time. I have no idea if that's true or not, but it's a great analogy. Um, It's a great analogy of how we deal with the storms in our life and how we choose to address hard things great leaders leaders of influence 
choose to, to face hard situations head on. I wonder, what is a hard situation that you have encountered maybe in the last six months, year, two years? What is something in your life that has been hard that you have, have run into? I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about how you have run to a hard thing. And I want to challenge you to be intentional about running to do hard things, not being afraid of hard things, showing others that you are willing to accept and navigate hard things uh, in, the, in the right way. I think it's incredibly important in our leadership that we don't uh, lead out of a spirit of fear, but that we lead out of the ability to do hard things and we refuse to be afraid to do hard things. Um, those hard things, by the way, can be very personal, can be very above the line, or certainly could be below the line. I think the ones that are most influential are those hard things we do above the line. When we walk with someone to their death who has a chronic illness, when we grieve over a loss, when we when we look at financial hardship and 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 determined to help someone who's going through that or or to to have the ability to walk through it ourselves with our determination to to love those around us even though we're hurting even though we're going through something difficult when we get over ourselves, even though it's hard and we realize that others are hurting as well think about how you run to the hard thing the i in grit stands for inspire now don't turn this off i'm not talking about rah-rah speeches i know you know you may be thinking inspirational speeches i can't inspire anyone i can't give up and stand up and give a rah-rah no 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 no. i'm not talking about that all right you see the word inspire really if you go all the way back to its original meaning in the latin it really means to to breathe life into to breathe into so when we inspire someone we breathe into them hope. We breathe into them kindness. We, we breathe into them uh, the, the goodwill. And, and what that means is that inspiration occurs in small acts. Inspiration doesn't have to be a huge rah-rah speech in front of a large number of people. I want you to think about instead, what have you done to inspire someone by doing something for them? Now, if you did something for them and wanted something in return, that that's not that's not inspiration. That's you know whatever that is, manipulation maybe or having an agenda. I don't know, but but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when have you selflessly given to someone else without expecting or getting anything in return? When is the last time you offered? And it may be a kind word. It, it may be encouragement. It may be an act of service. It, it may be helping them through a hard time. I don't know what it is, but I want you to be intentional about inspiring others. It's our responsibility as leaders of influence to look for ways every day, daily, small things, to inspire those around us. A smile, an act of appreciation. Think about it. How, how are you inspiring those around you? Doing something for someone without expecting anything in return. And finally, grit. You know, once we get over ourselves, right? We decided we're going to get over ourselves. Once we've done that and, and we think about how we run to hard things and we choose to run to hard things and we choose to inspire others, regardless of how we feel, we do 
for others without expecting them to do for us. Once we do that, then we're ready for the T, and T stands for time. It's kind of a strange one, isn't it? But here's the thing. I found that leaders will invest in all kinds of things that they think will help them to be successful in their business, in their trade, in in their work. And they will invest in tools, and they'll invest in education, and they'll invest in whatever. But when it comes to investing in themselves, well, they rarely take the time to do that. And and I'll admit, that's a hard one. Taking the time to to stop and and look at how I can can be better, look at to, to, to look at my weaknesses and, and, and what I need to improve on and, and look at my strengths and how I can leverage those, to take the time to invest. And maybe that looks like reading books that, that are inspirational to you or that are encouragement to you. Maybe that looks like taking time to renew your soul. One of the things I do to take time is love to go down to, to the beach. And uh, we, we live not too awfully far from, uh, from the beach uh, down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. But I love walking on the beach. It renews it renews my soul. Um, how do we take time for ourselves so that then we can give time to others? Listen, life wasn't meant to be lived completely filled up, uh, filled up on our calendar with, with every hour, every minute, every day booked. No, that's never how life was intended. And as a leader, it's up to you to take care of yourself and give yourself space and give yourself time. Why? So that you can give to others. So that you can fill yourself up. Why? Just so I can fill myself up? No. You fill yourself up to give yourself away. You fill yourself up to give yourself away. I hope you will be women and men of grit. I hope that you will think about that. Think about choosing. Being a leader of grit is a choice. That's all it is. It's a choice that, that you make and then you act on. So I encourage you. Let's be leaders of influence Let's be leaders of grit. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to to walk with us through crossing the line. I hope that you have found some nuggets of truth. I hope that you found some help as you have listened to these videos. Uh, My heart is truly to, to speak into you so that you can grow your leadership muscles and so that you can help others to grow their leadership muscles. That, that is our vision. That is our goal. I hope it made a difference for you. I hope it, I hope it helped you. I want to leave you uh, with an introduction, actually. Uh, I want you to, to meet a friend of mine. His name is, is Mike Coates. Uh, Mike is, is one of my heroes. Uh, Mike is a veteran. Uh, he has 300, uh, been in 300 combat missions. Uh, he has 5,000 hours of flying. He's a pilot. He's a, a combat pilot. He's flown 28 different types of, of, of aircraft and, and had over 400 uh, carrier landings. Uh, he has won the uh, Defense Superior uh, Service Medal. He has three Navy uh, Distinguished Flying Crosses, uh, 32 uh, Strike Flight Air Mills. I could go on and on. He has more medals than you can than you can shake a stick at. He's also, by the way, a shuttle uh, captain and and a pilot, and he's flown three shuttle flights. Uh, he also, in his storied career, has been a vice president of space technology at uh, Lockheed Martin. He's also been the director of 
the Johnson Space Center. Now, by now, you're thinking, good night. This guy is amazing, and he is amazing. He is amazing. But none of what I have just articulated to you is why I believe he's amazing. You see, if you ask Mike, if you said, Mike, uh, what is what is your greatest accomplishment? All these things that I've just talked about, you know, clearly below the line. What is your what is your greatest accomplishment of these, you know, uh, uh, in your life? He would immediately tell you, well, I've done some hard things. I've run to some hard things. Uh, he, he was, you know, there when tragedy occurred and some of the things that he has led, and he's had to walk through that with people, and that was hard. He said, you know, I feel like I've hopefully helped some folks. Such, such a humble leader. But he said, my greatest accomplishment is the day I married the love of my life, the day I married my bride. Recently, they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Now, they didn't go to uh, a, 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 an island and celebrate it together. They didn't travel to a romantic getaway. They didn't even go to a restaurant. Uh, here's what they did. Mike went to McDonald's. And he picked up a chocolate milkshake. You see, they know him there because he does that every night. You see, Mike's bride is, she, she had this evil disease called dementia, Alzheimer's. So every day, his routine was to, in the morning, go check on his wife, make sure that he could feed her and, and give her something to eat because she resided in a care facility now, no longer being able to be at home. So he would make sure she had something to eat. He would go back home and work on a few things, then come back to the facility every night. And every night in his hand, he had that milkshake. And they knew him when he when he came through McDonald's. Hello, Mike. Hello, here's your, here's your milkshake. Had it ready for him when they saw his car coming through the drive-thru. He would feed that to her because chocolate milkshake, that was her favorite thing. And he would spend time with her. And he did that until she died. You see, Mike Coates was a leader who understood how to get over himself. He knew it wasn't about him. He, he took care of his wife in the most vulnerable, difficult time of her life because of his commitment and loyalty. He wasn't afraid of hard things, he ran to that hard thing. He ran to be by her side. He was there for her when she needed him most. He inspired by giving a milkshake, if you will, because that was her favorite. That's what she loved. He wanted to be there for her, giving his time, taking that time now in this season of his life to stop the train and giving that time to her. What a man of valor. What a, what a man of integrity. What a man of grit who knew how to cross the line, who knew how to, how to give from his head with all these accomplishments, but how to love with his heart wholly and authentically. I hope that's who I am. If that day ever arises for me, I hope I can work on that even now. And I challenge you. I challenge us. Let's be leaders. Let's be leaders who cross that line every day in order to make a difference in the lives of those we love, live with, and lead. This has been Crossing the Line with Dr. Larry Little. Thank you for joining us. 
To learn more about us or to contact the show, visit our website, eaglecenterforleadership.com. And to learn more about the concepts from this episode, you can find Dr. Larry Little's book, Crossing the Line, available to purchase on Amazon or by visiting the link in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in.